Hi, welcome to Clean Slate, where each and every day is a clean slate. I am Vicki Strine. And I am Joanna Dean. We hope that this is a place where you find motivation towards a lifestyle of clean living with your mind, body, and spirit. Sharing stories of inspiration, hope, and encouragement. Disclaimer, we also plan to share our personal stories and have guests share theirs. We come from a place of authenticity, and with that, some topics may be controversial to some. Well, it has been a while since we have recorded anything, even though we have some backup, so there's still things being posted, but it's been a couple of weeks, it, I think. It, at least. Um, I know I'm going through podcast withdrawal. You know I did a podcast yesterday? No, you didn't tell me that. Okay, I was on a podcast yesterday as a guest, and um, I felt like such a noob because um, I was just using the audio uh, through my computer, and they're like, "Uh, yeah, do you have any microphones? And so I run into the next room, and I am pulling out our case here of all of our podcast equipment and I'm like I don't have the right and I'm I look like a complete wreck so I go back and go I'm sorry I don't have the equipment and there so we ended up using my cell phone oh okay yeah so I use my cell phone and they're asking me all these questions um about the test prep business and that's what it was about it is a podcast truly dedicated to test prep professionals and they reached out to me and said hey would you like to come on our podcast I'm like heck yeah so how was that it was good it was good okay um I'm probably I did not feel this way with the host but on my Facebook groups with these test prep professionals they're they tend to be a little snooty about I mean uh, they they don't come across as someone that's teachable. Uh, they sometimes come across as know-it-alls. And I am guilty of that as well. There are times when I feel like, oh my gosh, I know this subject matter and I have a definite opinion on it. And I have learned in the homeschooling world that everybody is different and everybody's approach is different. Everybody's learning style is different. Um, so for me... Um, to say those words and have to eat those words sometimes. Because, right. Yeah, because I just feel like I know what I'm talking about. Um, but the fact is, um, no, I don't. I don't always know what I'm talking about. And the world is constantly changing. And um, so what I do know about the test prep industry is a lot of people that are in it um, are, you know, scored a 1600 on the SAT and they have a PhD and, 12 different subjects so they're super super brilliant and that's not me and the very last question of the podcast was what is something that other test prep professionals um would uh, would be surprised to learn about you and I said are you ready I do not have a college degree and they both oh <gasps> what because um, the whole industry is covered up with people with their PhDs. Right. They've got more letters after their name than in their name. And that is not me. And I, 
it was eye-opening, I think, for them. And, um, and I told them, I said, for a while there, I thought about going back to college just to get the degree, but for what purpose? What was that to serve? Because very rarely does anybody ask me, what are my credentials when it comes to um, tutoring their student? It's basically, what kind of results can you get? Um, and that, in the end, is what really matters. Yes, it does. And I also think that me not being this um, super intellectual person, I'm a mom that homeschooled, and I know how to problem solve. That's what engineering is anyway, right. It's problem solving. I know how to solve a problem, and I know how to teach at a level that makes sense to people that are struggling. Well, that, is, that to me is the key. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can, if you have all this knowledge, but you cannot get that knowledge out into these minds, right? There, there's no path there and it's there's, worthless. Yeah. There's a major disconnect because that was the, I, the running joke is I believe that math PhDs should not be writing math books because a lot of times they're writing at, it's such a high level that they can't scale it down to that learner that does not learn in that PhD math mind. Right. Yeah. So in, and I think this whole common core thing that was launched, um, you know, a few years ago and fell flat on its face is because it was written by the curriculum for common core was written by non-educators, people that aren't in the classroom day to day. And, you know, what they were doing, and we all saw it as... Right, tu- as tutors, you, yeah. you would see people, I mean, I would look at these books and their homework, and I'm like, this makes no sense to me. Yes. I mean, and I feel like I'm pretty reasonable. Yeah, and, and you can figure stuff out. Right. But it was nonsense, and I remember uh, I was working, I think, with a fourth grader, and, um, you know, they were drawing all these box and all these things, and I'm like show me what you're doing here and she was showing it to me and I'm like well this won't work when you get to decimals and sure enough a few weeks later she got to decimals they suspended the common core way of doing math and did it the old-fashioned way and it's like what was the purpose of all of that why mess with something that is right and to me math is so black and white you just quit messing with it yes yeah I'm like all the way back to the Greeks sitting on a rock coming up with all these Pythagorean theorems and it's math has always been math and that's why I think that we call that like the universal language because it's the same everywhere you go math is the same it is it is and it is truly the universal language um the aliens will be talking to us (laughs) using um some sort of math computation yeah Yeah. for sure yeah (laughs) so yeah that um that was my experience with with doing a podcast yesterday that's exciting yeah they're like no wonder she doesn't have a degree this is why she couldn't figure out how to hook up a microphone to her well, I came in today and you had everything hooked up and it hey, was ready to go. I know. I told him, I said, I do a podcast, but not the way, because we were doing it over Zoom. Right. And it's not even on a laptop. They're like, well, can you move your computer to a smaller room so it doesn't echo? And I'm like, um, no, because this is a desktop. I, I can't. 
I'm like, do we need to reschedule? But no, it was fun. It, it, it's nice to talk to people. I think um, it's a very quick podcast. Um, so on the one hand, I just get to talk about what I do. But on the other hand, I only had 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so I... Not much time there to yeah. get all that information. Because if you know some of the guests that we have on our show, we, um, we just kind of free range keep on talking and sometimes it can go on for hours yes <laughs> but that you know it's kind of fun so it's been a couple of weeks yeah what's new with you oh gosh okay so three weeks ago uh jacob's car was acting up so we took it to our trusted mechanic and within a, a couple of hours they're like nope take it to a dealership and they said don't go to the dealership down the road go to the one across town so we did. Um, Jacob drove his car, and he goes, it sounded so bad by the time we got there. And sure enough, what's wrong with it? It's some sort of trans, transition, transmission control module. Apparently the most coveted item on the planet because the Mazda dealership said, oops, sorry, um, out of stock nationwide, and we have no idea when that part, because it's some sort of computer chip, we have no idea when that part is going to be back. So it's been at a dealership for three weeks just sitting there. And so I called the guy that we bought the car from, and he said, if you can get me the car here, I think I might have a fix for it. So I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, we had gone on vacation, so we just left it there because I didn't want to deal with it while on vacation. Um, and who would have thought getting a car towed from a dealership to a mechanic would take as long as it has? Um, I had actually called the insurance company because I'm like, here's the situation. I'm not stuck on the side of the road but can I use roadside assistance for this? And they said yes for up to 10 miles, but from point A to point B is 30 miles, so we had to pay the difference, which I'm fine for. But they, I'm not even kidding, they had five different tow truck companies in the last 24 hours accept the job and then decline the job. And I have no idea why. But it has been, I've got 30 text messages from my, uh, from the insurance company trying to, um, you know, facilitate getting a tow. And it's been a nightmare. And right before we went on the air, I got the message that it made its destination. So now we wait. Um, they said it would probably be at least a week or two to get this part disassembled shipped off, hopefully repaired, and come back. But my poor 19-year-old kid has no car, and it's been very, it's been a down moment for him not yes. having a car because you now rely on what you used to rely on prior to that, and that's us. And then, you know, um, my husband doesn't have a car. So then I, I like... The entire weekend, I was investigating cars. 
because I'm like, this is ridiculous. Because first of all, I don't know if my son's car is repairable. And then my husband doesn't have a car, which is why we bought my son his car. So we'd have at least two between the three of right. us. And he works at home. So it's, yes. it's not a... Yeah, he doesn't have to walk to work. So yeah, he works from home and has for years. So he... Um, he just wakes up and walks down a flight of stairs and he's at his office. So I, I had looked at used cars. First of all, used cars are so expensive with high miles. Oh yeah. Well, I told you someone offered to buy the Suburban, so you know they're pretty desperate. Oh my goodness. I was about to go out on, Hey, are you selling your car? And then I'm like, that's it. I'm going to get a new car. And we've had this discussion we don't buy new cars and you know we don't either i i literally went in and i i put in cheapest new car to buy and you know there were a a couple that popped up you can't find those anywhere Hmm. not for that price they're selling for over list price if you can even find it so unless i'm willing to spend 40 grand which we're not um, I went back to used cars. So um, we got a car last night that uh, it, it's, I think it's going to be a great purchase. Um, I'm glad we did it because we just needed another vehicle. But that is a painful, painful choice. Yes. Because it's just so much. And because it's used um, and because I've got PTSD about buying used cars, um, I'm telling you, like spiral into deep depression kind of PTSD because um, we had bought a car that was possessed by Satan one time and we put more into that vehicle than what we paid for the vehicle and we still couldn't get it to run. And it was, it, it, it was, oh, so, and it's left me stranded in various places around the country and that's all I want. I want to get from A to B. I don't care how ugly it is. Um, I don't even care if it's uh, a gas hog, right. which it isn't. I, my the one that we just bought, it's it's got some sort of hybrid engine in it that's supposed to make it more fuel efficient, which I am thankful for. Um, but at the same time, I just want to get from A to B without needing a tow truck right no I get that it's it's a small thing it is I mean (laughs) we always have some car that's being worked on or down we actually have one without a car at the moment and it's sitting at Goodyear it I think they dropped it off Thursday night my um Athens boys oh so they dropped it off Thursday night it needed what did it need um I think it it needed an oil change oh okay so it started off as an oil change easy I think that's what it was. No, I know what it was. We needed emissions on the, on the car. Oh, yeah. So perfect. so Trent had to change out the oxygen sensor. Mm-hmm. So we got the oxygen sensor, got it got it to uh, pass emissions, which is always a good thing here in Gwinnett County because that's a big hurdle for the Strine crew yes. without the new cars. Yes. And so passed emissions, and Trent drove it to Marietta and said it was driving horrible. So when he came back home and looked at it, the two of the tires you could see the wires coming through the car oh yeah so he's like this cannot go back no so we take it up to Goodyear down the street from us which we we love Goodyear and you know they they have the tires in stock so we're like go ahead and change the two tires there's only two tires that need to be changed 
And of course they call me, well, the brakes need to be done and you know how that goes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's okay. Goodyear says 900 for the brakes and Trent's like, I can do it in three, 300. Oh yeah. So we know what Trent will be doing, you know, in the next weekend or so. 900 for brakes. Yes. That's. Well, then they call me. Um, so I'm at the bank with Ian. He's opening up an account. He starts his new job today. Yay. Yeah. So Ian starts his new job. And so we're at the bank opening up an account for him so he can deposit his checks, which he's already spent, by the way, for the next six weeks. Or, you know, he's already oh. got in mind what he's getting. I was like, okay. But Goodyear calls me again. And they're like, Miss Strine, we, we have a little bit of a problem. So now I'm thinking, okay, well, what could be wrong with the car? Because we've literally bought this car. The, someone was angry at it because the alternator died. Oh, Trent I, bought it on the spot. I remember that. Right. And so it, it's a perfect car. It's a Toyota Camry. It runs yeah. great. Anyway, and I was like, okay, because I'm just thinking, what, what, what's what? next? Well, they have it up on the alignment rack. And the, the lift itself broke. So the car stuck up on the lift. So there was nothing wrong with the car. And so they said. Except it can't come down. It can't come down. So we can't get the car. So he said, it's probably not going to be today. I'm going to be honest with you. We're trying to get someone out to fix fix the lift so we can get your car down. Do you see my face? I'm just like, what? So I'm calling up the boys. Don't come home. Because they were coming home you know, yesterday to pick up the car. I was like, don't come home. And, you know, we, the car stuck up on the lift. We're not sure. (laughs) We're not sure when it gets to come home. And I just get this emoji with these big eyes, like. The car is stuck on the lift. Right. Oh my. (laughs) It's still there. You know, we drove by. There's the car. There it is. Um, But you know, it's pretty bad when, when the neighbor comes over and knocks on your, on your door, knocks on the door yesterday. I was wondering if you have some tools I could borrow to change out something on the car. And Trent's like, well, so, you know, why, why would you think I had tools? Because you're always under a car. <laughs> yeah, nobody's coming to our house because I don't even think I have a hammer. <laughs> oh, we have tools. So when I woke up this morning, you know, the tools were back. But it was just funny that, you know, when you drive by, I'm telling you, we look like a parking lot when all the cars are home and um you know Trent's always under one well there's always a party at the Strines it looks like I know but I told him I was like just think we just made six hundred dollars on the brakes that's true I mean that's true (laughs) I know he doesn't look at it as making six hundred dollars he's looking at it as losing but I know but honestly my boys can change brakes that is one thing I am appreciative of they will come home they change their own oil they change their own brakes they can change alternators and they know how to do this which is a great skill to have it really is I have actually thought about going like to trade school and looking at mechanics right because so much of the modern cars though however are even tricks and work on some of the yeah just come spend a weekend at our house because there's always a car to work on well then maybe that's what I'll do because it's um I, I I just think we as a society are going to need to learn how to fix things more right because it's is getting out of hand right. so the the mazda dealership that had our car um they gave us a quote of what it would cost to fix it yet didn't have the part 
and $1,200, they said, to replace this chip. And then they find out there is no chip. And so for me to tow it yesterday um, from this place to the mechanic, they wanted me to charge, a, they wanted to charge us $160. And I'm like, I'm sorry, for what? And they said, diagnostic. I'm like, well, we told you what was wrong with it. Because that's what our old mechanic had right, just Right, you told already us. knew that. Yeah. Uh, well, we um, we were checking for factory recalls. I'm like, well, I didn't ask for that. And I'm like, um, listen, <laughs> if there's, I'm very kind. Because I'm, I'm kind until I get pushed. And then I, you know, I go over the edge. Right. But, I, and I just kind of recapped the situation and I'm now having to spend an exorbitant amount of money to send it from your place, which has, there's no end in sight on when it could be fixed, to taking my chance over here. And it could all be for nothing. Yeah, they wanted $300 to tow it. Because there's a, first of all, there's like a charge just to come. And then $5 a mile for hmm. uh, transport. And I'm like... Can we tow it with the minivan? <laughs> I was going to go to U-Haul and tow this thing, but I had the the idea of calling roadside assistance, and that's, that's a good idea. That helped. I wouldn't have thought of that. So, but yeah. So there's again that always insurance. something yep. crazy with cars. I, I in fact, <clears throat> this morning I lost my key fob, which is a big long story in itself. And and this sounds like a stupid problem. But the key, the, the little button that unlocks and locks the door and opens the trunk and, you know, I have an old car, so I'm grateful that I even have a key fob. Well, it broke off and I've taped it on there and it fell off. And so yeah. I carried it around in a little zipper bag that's on my key. So even that's, you know, you have to unzip it and take it out. That was and, a, it's a hassle. But it was in my car. I had set it in the little ashtray when I got out but it's missing now i ran in to pick something up and it's gone so i don't i don't know who would take with that so if you sit in the car you can't unlock the door for everybody you have to lean over to the passenger side to unlock the door which i am i don't move well anymore so and usually i have the big bag with all my stuff in it so it's sitting in my lap or i have to get that in before i can sit down and lean over to unlock the door for everybody so i know that sounds like a really stupid problem but the sad thing is, is I actually have a new key fob that needs to be programmed. I couldn't get it to program. It just was a little more complicated. That's, that is not my thing. Right. So, you know, I've had that for probably a year. So I actually, had, the funny thing is I wrote that on the list of things to do today for my kids. Somebody programmed this. But that was even before I knew I was lost the key thing. Oh. So now I, it has to be done. I know these, these technologies that are supposed to make our lives easier, once they're gone... It's like, what do we do? Right. And that exact problem you were talking about, I'm like, where the um, the door module broke in that that minivan that was oh, owned right. by Satan. Um, it the door lock module things didn't work. So what you're describing, where you have to reach over to open everybody's door. You don't have that kind of wingspan. No. <laughs> it's like, how do you reach that? And I know, like you said, this is first world problem. Um, but it's such a drag. And I remember describing 
this exact scenario to my father-in-law and the look on his face was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is is like the biggest problem you're dealing with. But it's just one of a million. Right. Because I don't want to talk to insurance companies. I don't want to talk healthcare. I don't want to talk about um, mechanics and, and towing. And it's like, I just want to do the things that I'm good at. I just want to unlock my door. Yes. And it's like all this peripheral stuff. It's like, can everything just work the way it's designed so I can be an efficient human being today? Because yesterday was shot. It's like I could not do anything that I had on my to-do list, on my daily punch list, because I'm too busy talking to... It's putting out fires. Yes. It's yes. putting out fires all day. Oh. No, I know that. So I have it's one thing I was going to mention is we have three pets, two dogs and a cat. And one dog and the cat, just we just recently got. So, um, But my oldest, Larkin, he's a great Pyrenees. And he's older, and he's moving a little slow these days. But he's been acting a little weird. He wouldn't. He every now and then he gets in this this mood where he can't come up the steps. And I don't know if it's stubborn because it's a stubborn breed, or if he truly he, if you know he's a big dog and they they do get hip dysplasia and arthritis. You know he he sometimes he just doesn't move very well. So when you let him outside. And you want him to come in, which you do want him to come in because he loves to bark. He's, we call him Larkin Barkin because yes. he barks all day long. But that's that breed, right? It is the breed. Yeah. And so I let him out and, okay, I've got so much time before the barking is going to, you know, trying to get everybody, get myself ready and get around to the, get Larkin back in. He's also having trouble standing up. Like or li- oh. if he's laying down on the wood floor, he's having trouble. Mm-hmm. I don't know if his claws are sliding or the we had them you know trimmed or fish if the fur is growing weird and so I'm kind of worried about all that but we noticed he's been drinking a lot of water and he's been having a few accidents which is so unlike him oh no so I don't know we're gonna have to take him in we're thinking maybe he has diabetes which Mm. I mean he's drinking a lot of water and peeing a lot right so and how old is he I think he's about eight goodness and how old was Gracie? Um, well, that we don't really know. Oh, that's they had told right. us she was four, but there's no way Gracie was four when we got her. I think she was much older. Oh, okay. Much older than that. So um, she was, a, they were both rescues. So yeah. we know Larkin, Larkin's age. We know his birthday, but um, Gracie was just a rescue and, and we didn't really know much about her other than she was a breeder's puppy farm and a living in a small crate outside. And Bless her heart. So. Well, she she finished life well. She did. Mm-hmm. She did. She she died a happy puppy. So mm-hmm. anyway, well, poor Larky. I know, I know. And then Nala's decided she's going to herd him, and you know, barks to get him moving, and he's he's not going to have any of that. He's yeah. not. Yeah, he he has to put her in her place. Yeah, that Nala. She. I mean, she's a pistol. Yeah, she is. She's full of life. Oh, she. <laughs> she's a little mini Aussie. So yeah. She's adorable. But she, she is adorable. She, she, she's mm. like you said, a, a bully. Yeah, she she's wants, a little bit of a bully. She wants things her way. Okay. And then you got the kitty. Oh, and the cat. Yes, the cat who thinks he's a dog. <laughs> the cat identifies as a dog. It's <laughs> it's like that. Um, what Ice Age? It was uh, the elephant. 
that identified as a what was that animal? I don't remember, but I do. I, Hanging upside down from the tree. Uh, it's not a lemur, is it? Um, oh, we'll have to think about that. See, yeah. I'm so removed from the kids' movies. It's been a while since we've... I mean, yeah. we used to watch those movies all oh the time. Oh, my gosh. Every day. What's wild is I'd never watched it. I only heard it. <laughs> that true, that's true. You knew the words, but you didn't get to see the screen because you were doing something else. Yes. Uh, or it was playing on, on the, the, DV, yes. the DVD player in the car. Yeah. So I was. it was happening behind me. But it's so funny. It's like I can recite the script word for word. It's just... I don't... And one day you're going to see the movie, so, oh, now I It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And and here they are. Kids are growing up, and there's none of that that fun stuff. But we did go to Disney, and it was nice to see my adult kids be kids again. Like, it, it, it was... It was magical, but not in necessarily a Disney magical way. It was just magical to be with my boys in that way. And um, I had my fitness tracker on 113,000 steps in six days. I can feel my feet already just throbbing. Yeah, it was crazy. So Disney was uh, something we have not done since the kids were early elementary, like first, second, and fourth grade, kind of early elementary. And so seeing it through these adult eyes, and but the thing, I do feel like I was 13 years older. I remember it took weeks for my feet to get back to normal this, this past time that I went. I think mm. I went over spring break. Mm. And I feel like it took a week or two before my feet. I mean, they hurt so bad. I just felt it. And then you need a vacation from your vacation. Right. Because it's not a true relax. It's not a, it's fun. It is fun, but it, it, there is no relaxing whatsoever. And in fact, you know, um, Scott was like, when we vacate, when the Dean's vacation, we vacation hard. It's like like we did the eight national parks in 11 days. Who does that? Right. Who does that? I mean, we it, it, it just, we don't vacation often, but when we do, we vacation so hard right. that you feel like you've been through a boot camp. Right. Uh, now, so we did for the very first time, we had an opportunity to stay on property, which allowed us to get early um admission into the park and you almost have to yeah oh well you're gonna wait three hours for things it's crazy so we get up at the crack of dawn we get um you know on the bus as early as we can we get to the park before it opens along with half of florida and we get in there and i'm telling you we are on a full-on sprint to that Rise of the Resistance right. Star Star Wars ride. And I'm getting mad. And, you know, Scott's barking orders. All right, we need a clean dispersal. Everybody fan out and meet it, you know, uh, 0800. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a true, it, it was... Um, 
I felt like I went through what the Navy SEALs go through, not to discount what the <laughs> Navy SEALs go through, but the way the Dean's vacation, it felt like that special week that the Navy SEALs have to go through. It was crazy, but it, it was fun. But I think all of us, including the kids, we were done yes. by day six. Right. We were done. And I think we've all said Disney in about four days is about, or max. Right. Yeah. Five was hard. Six was ridiculous. Yeah. I think four. I yeah. mean, especially at a time of year where it's, where it's hot and crowded. Yeah. To me, Universal is more compact. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I didn't, I, I didn't run. Well, you're not micromanaged. <laughs> That's true. Oh. Okay. So you are micromanaged at Disney. I mean, I'm a diehard Disney fan mm -hmm. and it stresses me out I don't sleep because I'm worried about getting up at 7 a.m. or whatever time to pick my fast passes or and they'll, that drives me crazy yep that drives me crazy because there's no enjoyment in that and if you yeah just get up go to the park and when you're there you get in line right and that's, that's what we works. did yeah we did not do this whole extra Disney plus and then lightning lane and uh, once I understood the process, I know my personality. And for the reasons you just stated, it, it's too structured for me. I would rather wait in line than try to kind of figure out the timing of when to be back and, and all of that. And, and it was fine. And we had some of our very best conversations. Well, that's the whole, I mean, you know, the point of being there with your family or your friends or whoever you're traveling with is to enjoy the time with them. So I love talking in line mm -hmm. with my family and, yep. you know, playing games or, but if there was not a backup due to the lightning lane fast pass system or whatever lightning lane system. So if there's not a backup, then the line's going to move. Right. Right. So, and the only reason I feel like I know this is because I've, few years ago went to Disneyland I don't know if I yeah 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 in a Disneyland it was the old system you walked up to the ride you got a fast pass you're in the park you've crossed through the gate you've got your fast you go to the ride you get your fast pass and you come back at that time right I'm telling you there we went in July there was not a line more than 30 minutes wow because the lines aren't backed up with mm. all these people trying to get in fast passes or lightning line right and it was nice. Yeah. And that, that just drives me crazy. Now, have you been in the park during a, a torrential down? Oh, yes. Oh, my. I actually had, like, made peace with God because um, we got out of that Toy Story. Um, oh, my gosh. That was the best. It's the, the shooter game where... Um, you ride around in a cart and you're using um, a gun to to hit various things and oh we the whole family we've always loved the shooter games the first person shooter games but this is Toy Story Mania so it's um, you know all the characters of Toy Story and it's a cute little little um, uh, gun it doesn't fire anything it's all laser type stuff but so much fun. But when we came out of there, Scott and Joe were at the hotel room. 
So it was Sam, myself, and Jacob in Toy Story Mania. And we come out, every, the roads were clear because the, the sky had opened up like I have never seen it. And there's nowhere to go. You just go. So I am walking, and within two steps, it was as if I had just stepped out of the shower with my clothes on. So it, it was the heaviest rain I have ever walked in. And then it was the lightning strikes. They were so close you could smell the ozone from it. I mean, I was terrified because I'm standing in puddles. Oh, yeah. And when it rains and floods, it, it, it floods. So I'm like, um, okay, Lord, this actually, if I die here from a lightning strike, what a story that'll tell. Joanna Dean dies at the happiest place on earth. But I will, you know, I mean, I'm literally making peace with God. I'm like, if this is the way I go, so be it. And I had a great time with my family. And, but it was, it was that. And then I was thinking, well, what if I survive? But then the boys, because we got separated, because they wanted to take pictures at the Millennium Falcon um, during the downpour. And I'm like, that doesn't really sound smart to me, but whatever. And I'm sitting here, I'm soaked to the bone and I'm worried about my phone. So I had my $13 popcorn bucket. So I shoved my phone in the popcorn bucket to keep it dry. And I'm like, I'm thinking that's pretty genius of me because everything else is completely saturated. Right. So I was feeling pretty good about, you know, coming up with that. Speaking of Disney, I, I fell off the Weight Watcher wagon. <laughs> I don't even want to talk. I, I've lost my accountability partner. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of those cute little Disney cheesecakes almost daily. I'm like, they're just too cute not to eat. I got to eat that thing. Um, and, you know, the, the ice cream bars... The Mickey bars. The Mickey There's bars. There's something they put in those bars. They are so. I, I'm good. thinking it's crack cocaine because yeah. it is like so addictive, and it's like the extra layer of chocolate on the outside is extra thick. And it's, it's very dark chocolate. Like oh, it's, but it's, but it's not bitter. I no. mean, it's a perfect. And it is very thick. It is. It's very thick. So thick that we we learned very quickly that. If you don't put your hand underneath it, all that yummy goodness chocolate's hitting the ground. Oh, yes, you have to. You have to almost peel off the little pieces yes. and eat them. And oh my goodness! And then Scott loved the strawberry bars as well. So, um, so you went at spring break. Yes. Did you notice that the cast members? Was there anything unmagical? about the cast members or did you find it to be well I don't feel like they were as friendly as they had usually been what were you I yeah mean, uh-huh okay uh-huh, uh-huh um so for the most part I mean you have dozens and dozens of interactions with people um that were fine with people who, Disney uh, employees they, they were fine. They just weren't their normal. They're bubbly, bub- happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were at one of those ice cream, you know, coming to get the ice cream again, 
Um, we went to one of the rolling carts. If, if I'm lying, I am dying. We come up there. There was no line, which I thought was odd. And his name was Juan. Juan was not having a magical Disney day. He looked at me with hatred in his eyes. And I, I just popped up there. I'm like, hey, how are you? That's the way I say to everybody. And he looked at me deadpanned. He just stared at me. And it was a stare down. And I'm like, <laughs> do I say something next? And he literally says, what? And then I look over at my husband who is like, he's getting, he's bowing up over there. Like, do I need to get tough? And then Joe, who is our server extraordinaire, he knows customer service. And he goes, well, <laughs> he goes, we don't want anything now. And I'm like, well, I'm still getting that ice cream bar. <laughs> um, but he basically just threw it at us. It was the end. And we're all just like, this does not feel like Disney. It is not very Disney-like at all. Yeah. So uh, he he was having a bad day. Poor Juan. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was funny. We, we went out to, because when you're eating in the park, um, you know, forking over $40 for one entree, you're like, um, let's go eat off park. So we go to our favorite little pizza place, Uno's, when we go there. And come to find out, there's like 12 Uno's around Disney. We got the one that had Liz. Liz, the server at Uno's. And I'm going to match Liz up with Juan. Oh, no. Because they <laughs> were compatible. I think they could be a match made in heaven because... It was the same kind of thing. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. But I think it just goes to show you that in this world, there's a lot of unhappy people. And um, there's a lot of people that I think are burnt out. And maybe they're doing something they don't want to do. But, you know, being kind is free. And even if you don't like your job, you can make somebody else's day better. Right. Because I can't tell you how many times I've walked in the classroom after losing a pet or after getting in a car accident or, um, you know, you get devastating news. I walk into the classroom and... And you just have to make that switch and yeah, continue on. Right. Mm -hmm. In any job I've ever had, I've just... But I guess people's switches are broken. And uh, some of these people just are having a hard time coping and it's just manifesting itself into to bad attitudes and being angry at the world and angry at somebody that wants ice cream oh but you know i get it yeah i just it's just not how i would try to come across but um you just don't know what people are going through no for sure well let's see we had I, there was a meme we wanted to share oh yeah i'll let you yeah, let me pull that up because this, um, all right. So the one that I think I sent you. Let's I pick one. Yeah, I'm going to pick this top one. It says, don't chase people. Be an example. Attract them. Work hard and be yourself. The people who belong in your life will come find you and stay. Just do your thing. I absolutely love that. 
I and I just find these things off Instagram and this this one came from Keys to Success on Instagram just to give them some credit. And I love the one that you sent. Can I send can sure, I do go this ahead. one? The one that you sent me back, it says delete, unfollow, unfriend, block, erase and disconnect from anyone and anything that robs you of your peace, love and happiness. Not just on social media, but in real life too. You don't need to be around people who don't see and appreciate your value. Oh, yes. It resonates with me because you just, you know, something about being, you know, I want to say, you know, a woman in her 50s, but I even felt this way, I think around 40. It's, you start to realize how precious the time is and you don't want to spend it on people who bring you down no. and and you want to surround yourself with people that love and respect you and and value you and those are the people that you want to spend time with and sometimes sadly you know even in in our own families we have to we kind of walk away from some of those relationships not you know cut them off at the knees but you've got to protect yourself right and it, it is it's, it's sad that we have to do that but I think that's what maturity is right and yeah. it's just I, I when you said that I picture this hourglass of sand you know you the sand's falling when it's full but you don't notice it but as it starts to get emptier Mm-hmm. It looks like it's moving so much faster. And it, it does. And that's how I feel like it here. Yep. You know, make yep. the most of every minute that you have and make the time you spend with people really count. Yeah. And if it's waiting in line at Disney. Yeah. Then that's. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. it's good. It was, it was not wasted time at all. Exactly. You know, um, when I gave the eulogy to my biological father's funeral, I had taken the time to calculate the number of days he lived, and it was, um, it was, he, was it 25,000? Gosh, I can't remember now. Anyway, um, I had calculated how many, if I lived to be as old as he was when he passed away, that I had less than 8,000 days left. That sounds a little scary to me. Yeah. Because um, that seemed, yeah, I'm going to run the math on that, make sure I'm getting this right. Um, yeah, he lived 25,000 days. And then, um, so if I'm 50 and he passed away at 70, so 20 times 365, that's 7,300 days. Is what you have left. That's what I have left. And that, I mean, obviously I could live longer or I could not live another day. But if you look at it that way, you just realize your days are numbered, all of ours. And it's, and to be hyper aware of it and, and to spend it the way you want to spend it. It, it, It's like. So let's think, let me do one other thing really quick. So. You said, so let's say you worked, you had 20 more years, and let's just assume you worked five days. Yeah. So, let's see, five days times 52 weeks times 20 years, 5,200 of those days would be working. Yep. And what was it, 7,300? Yep. 
Yeah. So you really only have 2,100, you know, absolutely free days. I mean, I'm right. just saying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and this is why you do the work you love. Right. It's like find, like, find your passion, work your passion, and it, it you know, the income will come. It, it's, it's just, um, you can't be wasting your time on things that bring you down. They have to bring you joy. Yep. Absolutely. Well, on that note, I think that's a great ending to this podcast. All right. All right. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to listen. Vicki and I plan to be with you every Monday and Friday with a new episode of Clean Slate. Find us now on Facebook and Instagram at Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna. Find us soon on our new website, thecleanslatepodcast.com. Until next time, every day is a clean slate.